Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome into another episode of the podcast, Theanos. I am Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by a man who's literally on fire with spring training fever. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, is that a controlled burn you got going there? I am inflamed with passion for the Tigers. So I guess it's more of a, a figurative burn than, than a literal one. So the, the, the burning, yes. The firefighters have it contained on, on three of the four sides. That's right. It only really burns when I pee. <laughs> so the Tigers are five games in, um, and we've taken four of the first five. That's World Series winning form, no? That's a pretty good, right? These games count, don't they? They There are standings in the MLB app for the Grapefruit League. So in theory, they do, do count. Do they count the Florida Southern game? I think they do. I don't, I don't see why we wouldn't. I mean, we're, we're literally sure. just making it up at this point. They, they have drawn a game, so sure. It's fine. Yeah, but Extra even credit. this hot start, we're not actually in first place in the Grapefruit League, which is which is unfortunate. I think I think we we don't have the tiebreaker against the Yanks, which you know that's a whole other thing. We just don't have the we don't have the will to win. We don't have the heart, the moxie, the so, intangibles. So I got to ask you, we're, we're a week in, and we've seen kind of these are the you know we know who the regulars are, and now we've seen who the second line players are. Who's your favorite of like the second line guys? You know, who come in after Miggy has three at bats, and they're the ones that have to stand out in the the heat of the of the day under that sun. Who's your favorite? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen Ulrich Bojarski yet. I think he's he's too far down the totem pole. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's there's some guys coming over. Uh, Gerber is getting a little playing time. I want to see what Gerber can do. I think I think mine is that Nico Gudrum. Um, good, yeah. Good first drum. of all, that's an 80 grade name. That's that's a that's a good name. I want to see him in a, in a Tigers uniform. But he's played left. He's played short. He's played third. I think he even played first for a little bit. That's Did he hit guy. a bomb today? Yeah. Or last game he hit a home run. That's something that somebody who hosts the Tigers podcast might know. But, you know, <laughs> should know <laughs> one might say that I don't. Well, 
it doesn't help that they're not on the radio and they're not on television yet. Well, the, the Yankees game was on TV, and I caught some of that. Was was Johnny which Kane I feel in, like in the, in, in the building? You'd think that I would know no, if I were was, in the same state as him. It was a Yankee. You, you, one would think. No, it was a Yankees broadcast, so the normal annoying Yankees guy was doing their shtick. So Woof. stay stay in our market, Johnny. That would that would break my heart more than JD going to the Red Sox if we saw Johnny Kane doing broadcasts for the Yankees. That we would lost Ryan Field. We've lost Shannon. I'm okay with losing Ryan Field. Ryan Ryan Field and I had a had a Twitter spat. Did you really? A, a, a tiny a one. A tiny one. It's like rap battle. As much as much as I have ever gotten in a Twitter spat with anybody. Um, so I got down here to Florida on Saturday. We saw our first game today. Yep. Uh, cards at the Red Sox at JetBlue. Um, and we actually had seats on top of. They have a, a like a mini green monster out in left field, and we, our seats were on top of there. Um, I just I love how was it? What was that experience like? It was awesome. Um, We had standing room only seats, but there weren't hardly anybody up there. So we were able to sit in the seats like along the edge. Um, I mean, it was it was cool. Um, You know, we were right on top of essentially Andrew Benintendi. Um, There was a nice breeze up there. But like, I don't know. Spring is just like the ultimate baseball watching experience. Like. I couldn't name a single thing that actually happened during the game today and had the time of my life. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. in the slightest, and it's amazing. So, yeah. That's you... right. The particulars are all secondary when you're enjoying the game. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um... Sp- spring training is about enjoying the sunshine, the ambiance. You take in just the just the joy of it not being crummy. I mean, not for the players, but for us as fans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're actually going up to Lakeland on Friday. So if you see your boy in the streets, hit me up. Not you, Eric. I'm assuming you will not be there. Unfortunately, no. I will be in the frozen north where I belong. <laughs> um, so that brings us to this week's leadoff question: What team, other than the Detroit Tigers or the Houston Tigers, are you most excited to watch play this year? Um, I think there's an obvious answer. And that's not the one I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with a slightly less obvious answer. And that is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That's a good, that's a, that's, that's a good choice. That, they have Mike Trout, who's the best player in baseball. Can, can Without we, a doubt. Absolutely. Best player in baseball. He's closing in on the best, exciting. best player in baseball history. I would say. He doesn't have to do a ton more to get that name no, for himself. Absolutely not. And they've signed the uh, Otani. Is that how you say it? Sure. Yeah. Otani. I mean, my, my Japanese is rough, but yeah, I'd say so. Shohei. 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 Otani. This feels Ohtani's like we're getting racist the guy here. I'm talking yeah. about. No, I'm just. I'm trying to see. His- S H O H E I Otani. That is his name, which I can't say. Anyway, he can um he can pitch. He's gonna be a pitcher. Um he they're gonna try a six man rotation to start. Which be very which is interesting. interesting. Especially considering right? you generally start off the year with a four man rotation because of how mm-hmm. many off days you have early. Anyway. Exactly. And he can hit. He's hitting for power. He's not like just some dinky slap hitter. Boom. This is the guy I'm interested in, um, and Trout, and they have um, Upton. Yes. They have Kinsler. Yeah. Yeah. They have uh, our boy Osmus. 
it's true. roaming the bench someplace. It's, it's really interesting with Upton and Kinsler in uh, in Los Angeles. I feel like there are fewer players that have contributed as much to the Tigers as they as those two did that I feel less meh about them leaving. Like I have not broken up in the slightest really that either of them are gone and they both contributed a lot to the Tigers a over lot. the last 5 years or whatever. So well, we broke that down on the podcast before about Upton and how he never really settled in when it was when it was loved. Kinsler had quite a following here, I would say. Just I don't know, he just never quite um, captured. I mean, I, I respect him more than I, I liked him as a player. I yeah. guess um, my choice. I, I think that's oh, true of a lot of us. Yeah, I think that's true of a lot of fans. They respected him more than they were like had this emotional attachment to him. He wasn't really. Not exactly a teddy bear. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, I went with the Brewers. Um, I actually saw a Brewers game mid, mid-year mid last year in Milwaukee, and I'm like, this is a fun team. I think this team is going to make the playoffs. They didn't, obviously, as we all remember. Mm-hmm. But I'm going back in on that train. They added Yelich. Uh, they added Lorenzo Cain. Got some old friends there in Corey Kniebel and, and uh, Tigers legend Hernan Perez. Um, got some fun starters. I like Chase Anderson. Um and I, I kind of think they're a dark horse to make a run. It's been a while since they've been relevant. I'd, I'd like to see the Brew Crew. Um, and, and Do you know who the obvious choice is? Though, I'm assuming right? you were going to say the Yanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right, with, with, with Stanton and Judge. Yeah. I mean, they're the, they're the show. I'm kind of a little excited to see the Rays this year. Like, they're such a mess. I think that could be a really interesting thing to watch. No one's going to be watching it. Um, but I think it could be an interesting thing to kind of keep tabs on. Just they, they could be they could be worse than us. It's Kiermaier. Wow. Like that's saying Kiermaier. I, I can't name like three other other Rays players, and that's you know they're training literally Archer. three miles from my yeah Archer of course. Archer is good, Wilson but they got rid of Dickerson, who was good. Yeah, they got yeah. rid of Steven Souza. Yeah. DJ Kitty. DJ, they have DJ Kitty. Yeah, DJ Kitty's gonna be bad in cleanup before they know it. They might have to. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show on Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. If you want to follow all of my spring training exploits and all the other stuff I do while I'm down here in Florida, I'm going to, to Zoo Miami here in a couple weeks. A couple days, not a couple weeks. Not down here a couple weeks. Um, my, my Instagram is at Jordino4, J-O-R-D-I-N-H-O, and then the number four. And I actually figured out the uh, Instagram story uh, for the first time. Not that I... F- not that I figured it out now, but I've started using the feature. Yeah, you've utilized it. I've utilized yes. it. Um, it's been fun. Have you seen them? Uh, yes. yes, I'm. I'm familiar. I've not seen yours, which is is a shame. You, you should go ahead and look those up. They're, they're good. Um, anyway, Jordino for Facebook.com backslash podcastianos, and we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. And if you do so, take a screenshot of your review, tweet it at us. We'll retweet it. We'll show you some love. And then next week, we'll read your funny, hopefully, and nice, hopefully, review on the show. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. So as we talked about um, in the open, the Ron Gardenhire era is off to a blistering start, and only gravity can keep this rocket from reaching the moon or something. Um, we're five games in, haven't completely come off the rails for anybody, but maybe say Alex Wilson, um, in week one, it's kind of been a little bit of a success. No. Well, can you know, is such a thing knowable at this stage? I think it not being a total failure makes it a success. 
and it hasn't been a total failure yet. There hasn't been any big issues, like you said. I mean, Condelario had a a collision, but he seems to be fine as precautionary. Liriano, who we just signed, we'll talk about later in the show maybe a little bit, he was hurt, but looks like he's just being set back a couple days. Everything Everything is fine. It's impossible to know. We are hitting a little bit, which is nice to see. Usually the pitchers are ahead of the hitters at this time in spring training. Specifically the middle infielders. Dixon and Nagy are off to hot starts. Hot starts. Getting swole in the middle infield. (laughs) Um, So one of the things that seeing the Tigers play real games has given us a look at is possible lineup combinations that Guardy intends on using. Um, he seems to like Leonis Martin leading off. Uh, he's done so in, in the games when the majority of the regulars have featured. Uh, it's spring training. What exactly do you think we can read into the lineup cards that he's put out so far? Is there anything we can read into that? Well, I, I think you can read a little bit into that. Martin is probably going to be your leadoff guy, right? Which pains me. I, I don't really like that. His uh, OPS and all that stuff are not exemplary but that's old school managing right you put your you put your center fielder your quick guy at the top of the lineup uh percentages be darned right like that's that's what you do i when i compose my lineup i would much rather have matuk on the top yes gives you some speed but i think he's gonna give you a little more pop i want i want him towards the top instead yeah um there are a lot of dings on martin leading off career on career on base percentage of exactly 300 which that's extremely soothing i i enjoy the fact that it's not 301 or 299 (laughs) it's exactly 300 over like i mean multiple thousand at bat like that that's a lot of at bats for it to be exact which i appreciate um and has never drawn more than 44 walks he's only um had three foolish seasons in major league baseball but he's never drawn more than 44 walks in any of them that's not um hashtag ideal but yeah it's it's really interesting because we we lack um the depth in the lineup where if you took mikey out of a more of a run producing spot and put him in the top of the order uh, then you end up having essentially uh, Leonis Martin, Dixon, and Iglesias, who you're going to get precious little offense out of seven, eight. I mean, that right. is a that's a tough pill to swallow to turn that lineup over every single time. But that's where you put all the that's where you put all the turds in your lineup at the yeah. bottom. That's yeah. that's how it works. It's not Gardy's fault that he's got too many turds, but I mean, <laughs> I used to word turd affectionately of course love you guys but it doesn't make any sense to take one of your crummy guys and put them at the top just to space them out and use somebody better and truly even if you're putting him one you still will have dixon iglesias and martin just in a slightly different order because you know as they say you're only leading off once so yeah i'd like to see mikey up there too and realistically even if Martin starts as our designated leadoff man, that could change 10, could change. 15, 20 games into the season when he's, you know, hopefully he runs with it. Maybe, maybe we're, we're discounting him. He has some talent, but uh, yeah, mm, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see about that one. I, I'd like to see Mikey up there. Um, it's been interesting that it's been uh, Miggy and Nick hitting three and four as opposed to Miggy and, and Victor as it's been pretty much as long as I can remember. Um, so that, I, that's kind of our, you know, one, two punch. That's the heart of the order. 
where does that punch rank in baseball for you? I mean, that's, oh, that's where you compare, you know, the heart of the orders versus some of the other teams. It's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. Is it though? Cabrera and Castellanos is okay. It's not awesome, but we're, um, you know, 50th, 60th percentile. I mean, we're, I'd that's an that. upper half, isn't it? Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, now the re- how does the rest of our lineup shape out? Nyeh, not as good, but I still think that's for a three, four hitter. Um, I think that could be solid. Right. I agree. I think that, that we are, like you say, upper half, the, the rest of the lineup obviously will be very much lower half. Um, do you think that there's anything, uh, in the Victor, you know, moving down? Does that, does that shake out any way in the locker room? Um, clubhouse as they might call no. it in baseball. I mean, it's it's got to be a little bit I of think, a pride I hit think, for yeah. a proud, you know, proud vet like that. Well, I, I think he, he's gotten if, if there may have been some, as the kids called butt hurt last year, a little bit about it. But Victor's not in a position to get butt hurt anymore. I, he, he's not. He's got to kind of roll with it. He's, he's and, bad. That's the problem. Yeah. You don't you don't have much choice. So if you want to play, you want to collect your paycheck, you're going to have to listen. And nobody's going to have a lot of sympathy um, or respect for you if you, you don't make a fuss. Yeah. So you, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. <laughs> Sounds like you've told that to kids. a child a time or two. Absolutely. I tell that to you almost daily when we're, when we're texting. We're Judy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little bit more notes on, on Miggy and, and Nicholas. Um so Mickey's lost a little weight, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. Um, a couple of people made that comment. Not to go all Lynn Henning on everybody. He had, he had Lynn, who was it? Oh, Hook sent me an article. Lynn Henning was going off on Isaac Paredes' weight for like 500 words. But I digress. Uh, weight isn't everything, but he. It, it's more about his health and taking care of his body as he gets older. And that is important. I feel like he looks good. I feel like we've done this weight dance before. We have, we have, but it's, it's more about, can he stay healthy over the long haul? And his, if his weight can contribute to his health, then it's good. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of times when we're going to see Hicks at first base. I think that's just how it has to be at this point. Um, yep. You know, that's, that's clearly going to push Victor from the lineup a, a bit. Cause you're not taking Miggy out entirely. So you'd move him to the right. DH. Um, but honestly, if, if Hicks played two or excuse me, one third of the games at first base, I think that we would have a much better season from Miguel Cabrera. And honestly, we're a better team with Hicks in the lineup than we are with Victor. So it makes sense. Unless Victor shows you something that he's that he's back and is feeling good, but you're probably right. Yeah. Um, the other the other big thing to come out of this is Nick is just an outf- Nick or Nicholas, excuse me, Castellanos. He's an yes. outfielder now. Like this is a thing. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, uh, Garden Hunter. They asked him. He asked him the question. The reporters asked him the question, and he's like, "Yeah, Nick is taking all his work out there. Well, would you ever put him at third? Well, you know, maybe." If there's a pinch, you know, in yeah, a pinch, course, but otherwise he's an outfielder and that's the right move. third base. Yeah. Right. But he's not taking any reps over there. He's a, he's taking all his reps in right field. He's the Tigers right fielder. Yeah. Which is which is good. good. He was not a good third baseman. He may or may not be nope. a good outfielder, but we know for sure that he was not a good third baseman. It's worth a <laughs> yeah, shot. That's, 
That space has been explored. Yes. You know, Schrodinger's cat out in in right right now. We will find out soon enough whether the cat is alive or dead. So as I brought up roughly 16 times at this point, we're off to a four and one start. Um, By this time, two years ago, you were fraught with worry over Justin Upton. Um, Have you taken any anybody you're worried about? Anyone stand out to you over the first couple couple games? Uh. Alex Wilson got lit up today. He really did. Um, does that mean anything? Probably not. But the dude did break his leg. Yeah. That I, seems bad. I trust six years of track record on Alex Wilson over one bad game. But I will say that when you throw as many innings as he has in relief, sometimes it just yes. goes. And it could have just gone. I don't I don't know. We'll we'll obviously monitor him through camp, but yeah. sometimes just, it just, just goes. Just one game. The leg worries me a little bit. He broke his leg. It's bad. Yeah. Anyway, he, he's not. We'll Greg, he's him. not Greg Jennings. I don't, I don't. I don't think. Are you familiar with that video? Right. As, uh, no. Reaching way back. Okay. Right, we'll just move on. Um, obviously, this wasn't going to go unnoticed. But Verhagen today, two innings, one hit, four strikeouts. Get Drew in the eighth. Get Drew in the eighth. Yeah, uh, we'll see. <laughs> it's a long spring. I know that, but. Uh, He's, he's... Pretty much all your boys flame out the hall. I hate to tell you. Such, such as who? My boys have been Verhagen, Norris, and Blaine. Kyle Hardy. Ryan. I, Kyle Ryan. Kyle Ryan was never my boy. I just thought Kyle Ryan deserved more respect than he got. And who was that guy last Bobby, year at Bobby spring Parnell. training? You were Bobby Pardell. He didn't even. He didn't get a game at all. Yes, he did. He was up for a while. Lucas Lucas Harrell was the guy from spring training last year that I was so in love with after watching him warm up in the bullpen. And I will say we trade or he got traded over the course of the regular season because the Rangers wanted him for the stretch run. So that was a prime piece of of talent evaluation from yours truly. You need to pick better players. I think I think the manager just needs to play my players more. I think that would probably do the same thing. Anyway, Verhagen, yeah. penciled in for the eighth. Um, okay, in, gotcha. ro- in roster news, since the last time we recorded, the Tigers went out and added uh, another live body to camp, this time in the, in the form of uh, eternal potential machine, Francisco Liriano, one year, four million. These numbers come from MLive. Uh, Blue Jays before the trade last year, six and seven with a 5.66 ERA as a starter, and then he... He only pitched out of the bullpen for the Astros. That worked out okay for the Astros. Um, What do you think here? Do you like this one? Well, there's a phrase in baseball, there's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. And it's a one-year deal. $4 million? Okay, yeah, that seems like a lot. But you got to remember the the minimum is like $600,000. So, you know, $4 million on one year is not a crazy high amount. No. And... um, there's some there's some certainly some potential there for him. I mean, he hasn't had a real good season since 2015. Um and he's battled some injuries, so there's a reason why he's relatively inexpensive. But, you know, he's reunited with Guardy, feels comfortable with him. Yeah, there, we, there's we need arms, we need bodies. There's no risk here. I mean, $4 million. Obviously the Tigers are trying to cut costs, but there's no there's no risk here. Um Right. I don't know exactly what. If they the ups- didn't sign him, would they spend four million dollars on somebody else? Probably not. N- or, no. or it I would mean, be somebody else that's in the exact same boat. I mean, we're not spending yeah. taking that four and adding it to four other to sign an eight million dollar player. Like this is what we're looking right. at. 
And yes. I think he's as good as anyone else. Um, you know, we've we've uh, said that Chris Basio can turn anybody into an ace, as that seems to be the, the narrative around the Detroit media. <laughs> so this guy has all the stuff in the world. You know, maybe, maybe Basio's the guy. But here's the deal. Best case scenario, he is really, really good for three months, and we get yes. a good prospect for him at the deadline or before. That's the upside. You know? Yep. If he if he finishes the year with us, it's because the deal didn't turn out how we wanted it to, essentially. Right. I mean, Toronto did that. They flipped him for uh, a decent prospect. I don't know the name or the ranking of said prospect, but that's what they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that that has to be the goal. Um, I'm, I think it's interesting. Uh, he he mentioned that Garden Hire was part of the reason that he signed with mm-hmm. with the the Tigers. Um, is it a good thing or? I mean, it has to be kind of reassuring that former players are seeking him out to come back and play for him. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Like, it has to be. Yeah. It has to be a good thing. I think that's it's a credit to your manager that a former player wants to be re- reunited with him. Do I think it's going to affect his performance at all? No, no I don't think that's a factor. I don't know. My, call me cynical, but I, I read that and I'm like, huh. I wonder if Guardy's like. Easy to play, easier to play for than some. I don't know. That was that was where my mind went. Like, are you worried about the player manager kind I, of? I, I don't know. I don't know. We, coming from Osmus, I don't think anybody could be uh, less effective in the, in that regard. There you go. Um, so you brought up a really interesting topic to discuss tonight. I think we should get into it a little bit. It's the fate of the Grapefruit League in Florida. Um, little background: over the past. 10 or so years, I would say, uh, numerous teams have moved their camp from Florida um, to the more consolidated confines of Arizona. Um, in Arizona, they're all, all of the spring training are essentially mm-hmm. grouped around metropolitan Phoenix. So, like, everything. Scottsdale. Yeah, everything's yep. within, you know, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 miles. Um, mm-hmm. And has left the Grapefruit League kind of in a lurch. Um, Still about half the teams in baseball train here, but there's always kind of that that looming threat of more defections. And now it's really interesting because half the teams, essentially half the teams are on the Atlantic coast, half the teams are on the Gulf coast. Um, And starting in 2020, there will only be one team that's square in the middle of the state. And you guessed it. It's the Tigers. Um, So the Grapefruit League isn't, isn't healthy, but are things terminal as far as that goes? Well, I, you would have worried about the Tigers, right? Because, like you said, they're a little bit on, a little bit isolated. But um, after the reinvestment that they made with the city of Lakeland, they have bought, they've spent a ton of money, beautiful new facilities. I mean, they've kind of uh, set their their roots down there. Yeah, the Tigers um, aren't going anywhere. It's just they're not going anywhere now, right? But. Um, Every time, if you've been to a game at Lakeland, every time there's always some representative from the city and they're always reminding everybody and trumpeting the fact that they have the longest continual relationship of a city with a major league team for spring training. And I think there's a lot of legacy and history that goes back there. And, um, you know, by the time you distill the travel time down, um, you have half your games at home if you don't have split squads. Um, and there are some relatively close teams. There's only like a handful of really long travel days. And then you're sending the kids. 
That's you know, true. you're sending a lot of minor leaguers. So your studs don't have a lot of extra burden. And I think a lot of the players, um, like Prince Fielder and Cabrera, and a lot of those guys had homes in Greater Orlando, which is not a crazy far drive. No, it's like what half so, hour, half hour maybe from yeah, Lakeland at the very half. most. The problem is, is once once the the Braves leave the Disney's facility and move to Northport. Um, I mean, you have your you have Clearwater with the Phillies and Dunedin with the the Jays. Though that's not super far, and then on the other side of the state, the West Palm ones aren't super far. But anything, essentially anything south of that, you're looking at like pushing two hours. Um, yeah. The the travel, like you say, it it doesn't necessarily put us behind the eight ball. Just I don't know. I would prefer. It would be nicer if there were some teams closer, especially considering like the Twins and the Red Sox can just you know play each other six times with. You know, literally going across the town, not not even there. I mean, they're not even that far. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's a real detriment, but, you know, it is it is something to be concerned with considering how I mean, we're not going anywhere. And and I guess as long as you have three or four teams that you can kind of keep playing, it's not necessarily that's all you need the deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think the bleeding has stopped. The Tigers have reinvested. Yeah, the Braves are moving on, but there'll be a new reality. And I, I, I think the Grapefruit League is, is relatively stable now. Um, so sad news for anyone who's a Tigers fan or kind of just has a soul in general. Um, our beloved J.D. Martinez has signed with not the evil empire, but kind of the other evil empire, the Boston Red Sox. Um, would you describe this more as a punch to the gut or a kick in the nards? Um, a punch to the Nards. Oh, okay. So it's kind a of bit nice of a hybrid. combination. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna miss JD. He was, he had this quiet kind of intensity. He was an easy guy to root for. Yes, definitely. because he wasn't super in your face, braggadocious. He just kind of showed up and did his thing and mashed. He was a likable player. Yeah, I and I wish him the best. Honestly, I wanted him. I wouldn't have liked to see him sign for the Yankees, obviously, and then I wouldn't have liked to see him sign for the Red Sox. But pretty much anyone else, I would have been really happy. Like, go there, do really well. I have a hard time rooting for any Red Sox. Obviously, David Price went there, and dude's dude's kind of a nightmare. Like, I'm not exactly. I I was okay with that. I didn't necessarily get too attached to David Price in the in the year and a half he was there. I don't know. Just any anywhere else, JD. Anywhere else. But like you say, dude got his money. Um, he's going to be well well paid, and he'll be beloved there. He's going to hit lots of home runs over the monster. Um, it is a nice fit. It seemed like almost a foregone conclusion that he was going to go there. Yeah. I mean, with Dombrowski there and the holes that they had and the payroll that they had, it was always kind of like, oh, yeah, the Red Sox are going to sign him. But this free agent offseason was super peculiar, and there's been a lot of talk in baseball circles about this free agent class and how it's handled because the free agents are either going unsigned or with with J.D. Martinez going late or maybe for not as quite as much money. So there's different theories being floated. Um is this simply a bad free agent crop? Um, is this mean that there's smarter, um, uh, smarter general managers? I mean, are they just seeing that these long-term contracts are bad? Is there collusion? 
right? Because that was kind of hinted at. Um, or is the collective bargaining agreement and how it's structured bad? What, what's your take on all the, the free agent traffic or lack thereof? Okay, so let's start with the collective bargaining agreement. I'm not smart enough to wade into that. So we're just going to throw that one right out. Okay. Um, and, and listen, if you're, if you're looking at this and listening to my voice and you think you are smart enough, turn this podcast off. We are not smart enough to be in your earbuds. So, hey, speak for yourself, all. Break it down. CBA, out of there. But here's the deal. It's a, it's a combination of the other three. There's, life is nuanced. There's, it's always in the middle. Is there collusion? Yes. The, the GMs have looked at, looked at you know, and so, seen you know, some of these Albert Pujols deals, the Miguel Berg deals. These are nightmares. These are terrible ideas that they just keep doing now. If they all come together and push this down a little bit, you know, things will, will normalize a little, I would say. And the fact that none of the, none of the GMs have you – know, it, it only takes one GM to pay through the roof to kind of blow the lid off this whole um, you know, combined trying to push it down. So clearly they're all loosely working together. Obviously, I think that it is partly due to a not-so-hot free agent crop. But I, th I think right. that there is um, a strong argument to be made that they banded together a little bit to try and take back the salary structure. And I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. It just sucks if you happen to be a free agent this year as opposed to last year. Well, I mean, there is something wrong with that. I mean, if they all agree, hey, we're going to keep prices down. Nobody can sign anybody for more than $27 million a year. Don't you dare do it. I mean, you can't you can't do that, right? Um, clearly, they, I, I mean, why? They, clearly they can. That, that would be the market driving the prices. No, I mean, you're, we're talking about two different things. Collusion is like they talk to each other right. in the yeah. and say, we're not going to do that. I mean, I think what's more happening is probably um, they're all coming to – the same epiphany that some of these longer term deals aren't paying ain't paying out for them. But what's wrong with the collective bargaining agreement is the most valuable players, guys like Trout and Harper and so forth, can't get paid like the most valuable players. You have to wait until you hit free agency. And um, the the people who hit free agency, their pay is so disproportionately higher than the rank and file member. You get this you get this Im imbalance. So teams, especially when you lose draft picks, when you're when you're signing some of these free agents, the cards start to become more clearly stacked against the older free agent players. At the same time, they're supposed to get paid the most. So the union is really going to have to they, they have some work cut out for them in the next session to get a better deal for, I think, more of the rank and file players um, and to protect their, their higher paid players, too, because it's it's just a little out of whack right now. Does it sound like any specific team has been hurt by, you know, signing these big free agents and, and it not working out and then losing draft picks? Any, any yeah. specific team come to mind? It's a little close to home. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the numbers. Um, I think last week we said we weren't going to explain this anymore, so you want to just jump right hey. into it? Yep, All here right. we go. Who's you going wanna, first? Uh, you can go first. I, okay. I, I think I'm going to guess yours this week. All right. Uh, my number is 292. 292. Hits Miguel Cabrera needs to be the all-time hit leader for the Detroit Tigers. Mm, good guess, but no. Thanks. This is the number of total players that are in the Detroit Tigers organization. Wow. 
did not almost know that. 300 players. So while you're watching the spring training games and you're saying, oh man, how many more players do they have are available? Yeah, probably a couple hundred and then some. And it's funny, they, um, they put across the, uh, the press release today that they're having a tryout. Are you going to go try out? You're down there. Winton, you got to bring your own glove. Oh, that's, that's where we pulled Winnie from, right? Winton, Winton Bernard? That's where they got Winton Bernard, who, you know, who showed some promise for a while, but never really made it to the big leagues. No. But I find it stunning that they're, they think they can pull in even more players and sign more players. They have a butt ton of players. So many. Yeah, why, why not? Maybe there, there's always diamonds in the rough to be discovered. Yeah. Or something. Seems like a lot. All right. My number is one. One? One. 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 Um, this is um, the number of home runs Iglesias has averaged over the last seven years. Not a good guess. Um, just, just, just kidding. Well, well, I mean, either way, it's got to be close. Uh, one is the uh, amount of letters in the middle name of Jordan Zimmerman. His uh, middle is name J? is M. M. I'm, which I'm surprised M, is not so another like, N. To be honest, right? Yeah. So, like, um, isn't it Bond that he reports to M? Yeah, yeah, just like that in the Bond. Just like that. Yeah, Jordan M. That Zimmerman. That you don't think it stands for anything? It's just M. No, it's just M. It's on his Wikipedia Wikipedia page. Just Jordan M. Zimmerman. Um, That's fancy. Now, oh, go ahead. My number is uh, 34. James McCann. It's number. <laughs> this is how old Liriano is. I did know that. That seems young. That seems young to me. I thought he had to be like 38 by now. See, I feel like he's like the, like I said, he's like the eternal, you know, potential machine. When I first, when we first signed him, I'm like, oh, was he like 29, 30? Like he's been around a while, but he, in my mind, he's still a kid, but he's not. He's, he's quite old. Not as old as you, but, but quite old. Laugh out. Yeah. I wonder how old Wilkin Ramirez is. He's probably still in the Futures game. <laughs> um, so before we leave the um, the single middle initial uh, topic, yeah, we've had one president in our history that has uh, just a single middle initial for his middle name. Do you know who it is? Uh, Hubert Humphrey. No, uh, Harry S. Truman. So the S is just an just, S. It just doesn't S. stand. Just S. Just S. Oh, fancy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right, let's move on to your beef of the week. (laughs) Beef of the week. I'm so excited for beef of the week this year. This week, I mean. Um... You know, I'm also going to call it filing a grievance because <laughs> I, I <laughs> the like Players that. Association filed a grievance with the with the um, with the league. Um, or if if Hookslide didn't steal it for their podcast, this would be called the seventh inning Kvetch. Um, yes, yeah, so they they well. did use that. Uh, I don't yeah, so. I don't know that I understand that one. Can you explain it to me and all the other yeah. dummies out there? Kvetch is Kvetch is like a Yiddish slang for complaining oh so it's Conve- a play, it's a play on words yeah that's yeah. that's clever anyway we're sticking with b for the week anyway so um i had a nice conversation with one of my coworkers today and his son is um a swimmer oh. and evidently swimming culture and swimming fandom is pretty hardcore he was telling me about the shenanigans with these swimming fans who show up. Well, one of the things he pointed out was like the parents will come and they will take their blankets and they will stretch their blankets across the bleachers, however much space they think they need. And then a little bit more because, you know, you have your snacks or whatever. And then they leave. And so then the other people file in and they encounter a blanket stretched across because those seats are reserved. <laughs> I This drives me nuts. You can't just stretch your blanket out wherever you please and, like, keep that as your spot. This happens at the fair when I go to the fair grounds, you know, for the event. You know, everybody's got their, you know, tr- their whole tribe there and whole blankets everywhere. So just to play devil's ad- advocate here, why not? They were, they were there. They had established those boundaries. No, you're, they, that's the, yeah. Past tense. They were. Oh, there. okay. They are not, were, and currently are there. Now, what if there's They're a single member down. of their clan still with their property? No, the system should be, you come, you sit in the spot that you want when it's first come, first serve. That's how it should work. What's even gotten worse is like these parades. The parades in Holland, we have tulip time. And people would like um, whole stretches in the in the little space between the sidewalk and the street. Blankets. And then they'd pound these little stakes with ropes. Like what gives you the right to do it? Finally, the city had to crack down and say, no, you can only reserve your spot and do your blanket like at 6 a.m. the morning of. You can't do it the night before or two days of because people would set up their blanket and like think it's theirs for the whole week. That's garbage. Stop being a blanket sitter. OK, it's it's no manners. You can't just reserve it throwing a blanket anywhere. I feel like this beef kind of runs out of last week's beef of children always walking directly where you want to be walking (laughs) because maybe i feel like all of this is because maybe you show up late to events sometimes and and you can't find a spot maybe if the kids weren't directly underfoot you would have been there in time to set down your own blanket and reserve your own spot the world exists for my convenience and i am being inconvenienced not good that's fair 
I just God, blanket put her out. It's driving me nuts. Stop. That's the beef of the week. Um, so I have. So I actually saw something on the side of the road while running this week. I've I've been back to running. I got a got a couple miles in this week. Um, yeah. And uh, so I found a for sale sign. It's point nine one acres zoned uh, for CG, which I'm sure is a, a real estate term that I I know what it is. Um, Seven hundred and uh, 700 no 273 foot of frontage um it's with remax palm realty and the name of the real estate agent is dick woodhull <clears throat> excuse me excuse me dick woodhull so that's the I bet he would that's the that's what i saw on the side of the road while running and do you want a big steve update how many balls so does Big, Big Steve, Steve have? Big Steve is up to 32 baseballs that he has collected this spring. 32. Um, he Man. went to the Rays game. Uh, it was must have been like Thursday or Friday um, before we got down here. He was given a free ticket on the way in. It was Blake Snell bobblehead day, so he got a free bobblehead. And then he caught two home run balls in batting practice. So for a free Man. ticket, he came away with two uh, Major League Baseballs and a free bobblehead. So that's that's been that, big that's Steve's a perf- week. That's a performance even Dick Woodhull would be proud of, I think. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. Okay, let's get into some Twitter questions. Um, for the what third straight week, we have received a lot of questions. Um, like I've said, each of the past two weeks, spring training is long and boring. If we didn't get to your question this week, uh, fear not. We will in the coming weeks. If you want to get in touch on Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcast Yowls. All right, let's get into this. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Uh, David J. Ham asks us, projected season performance for Luke Putkonen. I feel like you're the expert here, so I'll let you go. Oh, man. I don't think Luke is going to be around. That makes me sad, and it makes Luke sad. I was going to say, what kind of face do you everything think does has about this fact? <laughs> I, I'm assuming he's pouting. That that feels like a pretty fair bet. Yeah. Um, at Sean Fagan for Sean Hachi Fagan, um, in honor of the Winter Olympics, which Tigers would be on a Detroit represented four man bobsled team? I feel like Ooh. clearly Norris would be in that. Um, he might even be the the driver of that. That, that I don't okay. feel like that's that un, uncommon or un, unsimilar to, to surfing. Um, uh, Mikey Matuk for sure. For sure, good. That's a good yeah. call. Um, so I was watching the bobsled, and um, do you know who is on the bobsled team? Was the former Michigan running back? Um, is it McGuffey? Sam, Sam McGuffey. Sam McGuffey. Yeah. Yeah. They said his name. I'm like, that's that's where he is now. He's bobsledding. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I don't really know much about Johnny Barbato, but he he seems like he might have some some bobsled in his background. Bob Barbato, just from his name. Art, Artie Artie Lewicki. I mean, these are these are some of the, some of the names that I came up with as far as having potential bobsledding skills. Um. Germans, do we have any oh, Zimmerman? There you That's go. That's a German name. Germans are good at bobsled. I think U- Ulrich Bol- uh, Boljarski should probably be on our squad also. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You need one of those big pushers in the back that, you know, looks just a little too big for one of those skin tight suits. That's what you need. <laughs> Mickey. Um, absolutely. 
Uh, Renee uh, Hol- at Holback R asks, "Oh, this is a very similar one. What four t- uh, players would you nominate for the All Tigers curling team?" So I know you want to get into what happened. Do you do you want to talk oh, about man. that? So I was just, about curling. You mean just, you know just what's happened in the world of curling? I I was hanging on every moment of the curling. I'm I'm I was so excited. So Sussman is always Matt Sussman, who we've had on the show, is a big curling guy. So I always kind of follow what's going on with the Olympics. You get to kind of see and to add to the intrigue. um, uh, I don't post a lot of selfies or whatever, but if you want to know what I look like, I look like John Schuster. Hmm. The the. And so people will come up to me. He's like, they're like, Hey, do you know, you look like John? Yeah, I know. I look a little bit like John Schuster. So I kind of have been cheering for the guy and he's been pissing away the Olympics, but now he has a gold medalist and that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I, I can't say that I, I stayed up for it. I know, I know you did, but, um, that's, you know, I, I was I going to, but I kind of list out. I watched it in the morning. Oh, that's weak. I got, I got really that's into the, win, to the Winter Olympics. Um, honestly, like the biathlon, I feel like I have more than just a passing four-year interest in the biathlon. I have no idea like how I will watch it between now and the next time that it's on NBCSN. But it's it's really interesting. Like ski, ski, ski. Have ski, you ever ski, cross-country ski? I've I've cross-country skied like once, maybe maybe in high school. I don't know. I feel like I would be really good at it, though. I have a lot of endurance. You would. Um, so I, I need to get to it. Yeah, I mean, so the, you know, this is no disrespect to the American biathletes, but they're terrible. Like, I don't feel like the competition would be that difficult to be walking in the opening ceremony of the next Olympics in in biathlon. There you go. Get on. So. I um, I'm gonna go to Kalamazoo and curl. I mean. They have learned to curl nights. I got I to gotta go do it. Yeah, like we have that up, up in TC in Frankfurt, too. Grand Rapids, no curling clubs. That seems extremely hard to believe. It's a big city for no curling. At Mark A. Perna asks us, uh, what would you put the chances at of Michael Fulmer being traded between now, unlikely until he pitches healthy, or by, say, the trade deadline in July? I don't think we're going to trade Fulmer. I would say... I don't know. I would say 50%. Um, I know that's an extreme hedge, but there could come a time when a team like, say, the Yankees or I don't know exactly who else would come come into this conversation, determine that they need one more really good starting pitcher, that that's all it takes to win the World Series, and they would pay a king's ransom for him. If that that scenario arose, I don't think we would have any problems trading him. you know, give us Gleber Torres and, and a few other players. Like I, I think Avila has a healthy understanding of Fulmer's worth and he's not going to trade him unless he gets that. But I think that there's a non-zero chance that somebody's willing to pay that worth at some point this year. Hmm, so maybe I, mean, I, I have it around 10%. Okay. I don't think they're gonna, um, Caleb York asks us over under a number of months in 2008 in which Victor appears in a game. Essentially, how many months is he going to miss? Two. I think he's going to appear in each. Okay. I mean, that's the over-under, though. I mean, I think two. Two and a half. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the 
You're then, taking the, the over? Under. Yeah, the over. I, I think I oh. think he plays at least a game in every month. Wow. So like six or five, whatever. Five, I guess it would be. Yeah. I'll uh, take the under on that. David Bratz asks us, uh, why don't any of the current Tigers have decent nicknames? Can we at least find decent one for the guys who look like they're going to be around for a while? In parentheses, whoever they are. I actually came up with a few. Are, are you ready for this? Yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, Mikey is the perfect snake. We've we've discussed this many times. The perfect snake. The perfect yep. snake. Perfect size snake. Um, Candyman. That one like kind that. of already already is around. Um, yep. We should just call Zimmerman M. You know, clearly that's oh, naturally that's, that's where we should go. Um, Castianos. I thought maybe we could just call him like Nick. Um, just yeah, Nick. It's kind of short for Nicholas. Yeah, something, yeah. something, something silly like that. Um, Leonis Martin. Maybe call him Marty. Yeah, Marty. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel that. You know, we're starting to get the hockey nicknames going. You could just go hockey nicknames for everybody. Yeah, and uh, Mickey, Dick, Iggy, Marty. Well, they already call uh, him Iggy. McCanny. I don't know. <laughs> Jamesy. Oh, McCannon. That's one. I don't particularly like it, but that's an established one. There's some nicknames. Um, and then Can the I, last one, uh, Machado, I thought maybe Big Dicks. Excuse me? <laughs> Sell some real estate with Remax in Florida. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Okay. Um, we got another one. Uh, oh, also from David Jaham. He asked us, uh, more starts this year, Zimmerman or Norris, more homers, Miggy or Casty, more homers, McCann or Victor. Let's start with the first one. More starts, uh, M or Norris? Uh, M for sure. I, I agree with that. Um, you know I love Norris. You know this. Yeah. I'm flaking so on him a little me. bit. I want it so bad. I love him. Yeah. I want it. But I'm starting to flake a smidge more bit. consistency. Uh, more homers, Miggy or Castellanos? I think Miggy. I do too. Uh, over under 39 and a half, which would obviously be a big jump um, from current form. Uh, both under. Oh, I, I was mean just, just making. I I, th- I think he hits forty this year. Okay, um, that's that's a monster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more homers, McCann or Victor. This one I feel like McCann. Definitely McCann. McCann. Uh, just because Victor is going to get hurt, and he has no power. I mean, the, the kind of the yeah. that's a bad combination for hitting more home runs than literally anyone else. Right. Um. Uh, Jeremy, uh, Jerm Bob Cooter, uh, at JM Lewis 5213 asks us, uh, who do you think will be the first Tiger ejected from a game this year, uh, manager or player? Which I thought was a really good question. Cabrera. Uh, you're, you're, you're probably right, but I'm going to go with somebody a little more niche. Uh, let's see. Garden hire could be a good choice, too. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll obviously get rung at some point. I'm going to go with Castellanos. Yeah. I feel like he has an un, underrated um, snark to him, or Ken at sure. times. Um, next one, uh, at Nicholas Haller, he asked, or, yeah, that's, uh, who will have a big enough year to net us some prospects in July? Which, this Ugh. is this is clearly a hopeful one. Um, I mean, honestly, our, our options. Yes, I think, yeah, that's a good one. Shane Green. Um, I would love it if McCann came out firing and we were able to deal him for something usable. I mean, I don't think there's any, any reason um, that Hicks couldn't easily replace him for this year. And I think Rodgers is right around the corner. 
Um, Could be. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's pushing for that starting job this time next year. Um, so McCann's reign is a little bit limited. If we could get if we could get something for him, I wouldn't necessarily mind moving him. But I mean, Fires, Martin, and and Liriano. I mean, we signed those guys for the purpose of trying to trade them for something at the deadline. So. Yep. All right. Three more. Uh, Brett Yoder asked us, is it too early to get mad at our new manager for ignoring analytics and making our leadoff hitter someone who never gets on base simply because he's fast and plays center field? We kind of talked about this already. You can get mad. That's fine. Yeah, go for it. Um, it's not going to change. So maybe maybe just start working on acceptance. But um, yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like we've had this discussion before. It's more important that we have a hands-on pitching coach than what the manager does at this point. In two years when we're good, I want an analytics-based manager, someone that can get us those narrow margins that win us games we shouldn't. Right now, quite frankly, I don't know that it matters. I mean, if we win three extra games this year based on the manager, it might actually be a bad thing because then it'll be a worse draft pick. So you want a grandfather, not an egghead. Sure. Good, because that's all we got. Yeah. We have someone. I mean, we literally have Santa Claus. Papa Smurf. Um, (laughs) Anthony Troya says, I'm just a narcissist who likes hearing his name. So he he, uh, wrote in this week, Jeremy did not. Um, But I do want to mention, Anthony wanted us to talk talk about this. Man United winning against Chelsea on Sunday. Um, We we played very, very poorly in the first half. But in that second half, we played them off the park. Two goals. Oh, my gosh. That was, I hate Chelsea. Like, I don't like Liverpool because they're our, our historical rival. And it's hard to hate City at this point because they're so stinking good and all their players yeah. are pretty likable. But I hate Chelsea. They're they're the they're the worst. They're it was, the worst. It was good to get one, and I'm sure Jose was loving it. Um, <laughs> and the last one, uh, our buddy Jacob Skronik asked us, uh, "Just want a conspiracy theory of power rankings? Uh, <laughs> conspiracy theory power ranking? Which? Oh, okay." W- I might have to do that one. Conspiracy theory are kind of are kind of my thing. I do I yeah. do enjoy those. We might have to do one at some point. Um, yeah, Tupac is alive. That's my new favorite one. That's that's new. I mean, that, that one's kind of kind of been around. It's for a new while. favorite for me. I just read a whole thread about how Tupac is alive and living in Cuba. I'm okay. I'm kind of tempted to buy it. You you know I believe Stevie Wonder can see right. We've had this discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, and then the one the one that I've I, I really like is that Beyonce the real Beyonce is actually dead and she's been replaced by like uh I don't know if it's like an imposter or a robot or yeah. some sort of combination. So like the Paul McCartney. Yeah. Uh, I'm I have, I'm yeah. all ears for any anything like that. Um, maybe table that one for the doldrums in August though. Yes, definitely. Um, of the remaining free agents, who would be the likeliest, uh, Tigers signing and should I buy a Mike fires jersey? So I'll let you, I'll let you take the first one. I'll take the second one. How about that? Oh, remaining free agents. Um, do you know any off? I can't remember. We're not going to sign. Yeah. They're not going to sign anybody. Lomo, uh, went to the twins. Logan Morrison is a good signing for him. Good signing for him. Um, You knew um, there's kind of some talk about the first base DH types kind of being the new market inefficiency. Like teams are kind of undervaluing those guys. So um, yeah, Lomo is a good signing. I mean, there's a few. Um, Oswaldo Garcia. There we go. I I believe it's pronounced Goswaldo. 
just just so you know just so you know um if you want to get in touch with the show you can on twitter i am at jordan hall 23 eric is at comeric eric and the show is at podcastianos on instagram i am at jordino4 facebook.com backslash podcastianos and we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe rate and review the show on itunes google play soundcloud uh, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on been a fun show tonight, Eric. We're stay, staying under an hour. That's always a bonus. It's been delightful. I have my nice tea, and it's been a great chat. Yeah, and uh, next week I'll have uh, observations for you guys from Tigers games. Uh, any guesses as yeah. to who starts when I'm there? I'm going with Travis Wood, but I feel like um, I feel like the options are almost unlimit- unlimited for what kind of terrible starter I could see. Probably Buck, yeah. Chad Bell. Carpenter. It's probably going to be Artie Lewicki. I'm going to be so pissed if it's Artie Lewicki. Hey, what's wrong with Artie? Tell, what's, Art. what's right with Artie? How about that? I, isn't there a Simpsons character named Artie who Marge falls in? That's what I think of every time I hear Artie. Hmm. I'm, I'm hoping for, for M. I'm hoping for Zimmerman. I think that would be fun just to, to see what he looks like at this point. But anyways. Yeah. We'll have a whole nother week of games to talk about that will give us many more interesting and clear insights. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hopefully two more clean innings for for, for Hagen. Pencil them in, people. Pencil them in. Um, with that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.